the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we work. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. We recognise their enduring connection to this land, their culture and their ongoing contribution to these regions. We also recognise and pay respect to the Elders past, present and emerging of the Ngunnawal, Ngambri and Darawal nations. May we all continue to learn from and support their rich cultural heritage and work towards reconciliation and mutual respect with Australia's First Nations people. G'day, you wonderful human. It's Matty C here. We love that you make time to fit us at the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show into your day, and we want to help even more fantasy football players, no matter where you're from. To do this, we need your help. If you can tell just one person this week about our show and share where you listen to us, we'd be really appreciative of the support. Testimony from you who already join us and are part of our team really does help us reach new people. Also, giving us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app helps more people find the show, and it's more effective than you'd think. It's free, costs nothing, and takes just a moment of your time. We'd really love if you could help us so we can keep helping more people. Now, we ain't here for a haircut. Let's get into it. For the Aussie Gridiron Network, this is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. It's a show where you take a little bit of the USA and a little bit of Oz, well, actually a bunch of Oz, and then you smash it together and you get, well, whatever the fuck this is. But uh, welcome in to the voice of Australian Gridiron, Manjot Melly joining me. Mate, how yes, are you? Yes, sir. I'm doing well, you know, ready to visit the doctor real soon. Um, uh, yeah, you know. Penis fills for everybody from last week. Thanks, doctor. Yeah, um, I need it. <laughs> I need it. For the time being, we've got Taylor Goodall with us as well. Only Australia's leading fantasy analyst before he has to go somewhere else that's not here. Uh, mate, how are you? <laughs> Look, absolutely devastated. Wanted to be here for the doctor. I heard about the penis pills. Would have been loving to be a part of that. But, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, everywhere, have mate. I'll have to be limp instead of solid. <laughs> it was just eggplants everywhere. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a limp head. <laughs> Is it still an eggplant if it's limp? I don't know. I don't know. I hope everyone's vegetarian. Let's go with that. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Pretty bad. But, mate, Tom, I understand you're not going to hang around when the doctor gets here because... You know, you guys, I don't know what it is. I'm going to ask the doctor about it, but you've got somebody to go. I don't buy it. I kind of feel like there's some friction, a fraction too much friction. Uh, It is is real interesting timing when this stuff happens, but I swear it's all above board. (laughs) But before before you go, I want to get into the mailbag and uh, dig out a question from the, the listeners before we let you go. Where's the mailman? Need some advice? Would you rather have a small slice of a lovely cake? Who has the mail? Or would you rather a huge piece of a dog shit cake? Thanks to your questions at Pastry Press NFL. And Aussie NFL Fantasy. I guess this is kind of a shit cake, but it could be a decent cake too. The question I've got is actually from a dude called, and I like this, it's called at Talent out and it's like talent is two L's and scout is SC and then it's a capital O so it's like he's really bringing home the out at talent scout uh, the question here is do you prefer Miles Sanders or Isaiah Pacheco for the rest of season so I'm still team Miles Sanders uh, and oh. to be honest it's because of vel- it's honestly because of volume uh, and he's actually been pretty good in the passing game so far this year. Uh, yeah. I, I just think the volume's going to be there for him moving forward. I know Tuba Harvard's there, but he really hasn't taken a dent uh, out of Sanders. And 
honestly, if you get a few more games out of Dalton, even though Dalton's not exactly this like huge upgrade, I think the offense is probably going to run a bit better with a veteran like that than a rookie. So um, there might be some more opportunities there for him on the goal line. You obviously saw him get a one-yard touchdown last yeah. week. I just don't know week to week what I'm getting out of Pacheco. Like It's probably mm. going to be a lot of... Uh, 40 to 60 yard games and you're probably not going to get much many receptions and you just got to sort of luck out that you're going to get the touchdown out of him. You even saw what Jarek McKinnon have two touchdowns right. uh, last week. You just never know exactly where it's going to go with the Chiefs, whereas at least I'm pretty certain if a running back's going to score, it's going to be Sanders at the Panthers. So moving forward, I'm still I'm still fine with Sanders. I, I don't think he's got that top 10 upside that I, I thought at draft time. Um, so I'm sort of lowering my expectations on him mm. a bit, but I would still take Sanders over Pacheco. Maybe his like, ceiling is about where we had him ranked because we all had him just yeah. outside the top 10. But Man, Jot, are you taking Sanders or Pacheco rest of the season? Oh, tough. I think I'd just lean to Sanders, to be honest. He's just warming into the season, I think. Um, and then I think, you know, just really allow him to get something um, going. I just think it's just taking a slow start. But I think he's got more of an opportunity to Pacheco. And I think, as Taylor said, you know, uh, CH has just emerged somewhere, you know. <laughs> you got other guys Fuck out hell. there in freaking KC that just... You know, they're just stealing all the carries. McKinnon and those guys, they're all stealing carries from Pacheco. So, I think the by-committee approach is really killing his fantasy chances um, out there, Isaiah. So, unfortunately for him, I've got to go with Sanders, though. Clyde's still a mending horse shit. Yeah. All over the rest of the backfield. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've got to follow the back door. Yeah. I've got to follow the take, by the way, from, from the mailbag we get from Page Press NFL. Uh, Josh, yeah, Josh Shun says, Achan is going to be started a lot in week four, but is going to fall off immediately. Ooh. Ooh. I, I didn't want to raise it last episode. Didn't want to raise it during the patient performance because we talked about Achan very positively. But now, is this all about to fall, guys? Uh, zig, when I, zig with another zag. I don't, I don't mind it. I, if anything, the start of what you were saying there seemed like it was going to be absurdly obvious. So I'm glad it sort of took a spin at the end there. Yeah, it took um, a I'm, left I'm, turn, didn't it? I'm not fully against it, honestly, because it was a bit of a mirage, that sort of first game, like scoring like that. And they play the Bills, who aren't exactly great to run on. Um I don't think he's going to fall off completely. It really depends on what your expectations for him are. Do I think he's going to fall off from a 50-point outing? Yes, of course. But do I think he's going to be a good sort of RB2 play moving forward? I think so. Yeah, I I would still believe that's what he's going to be moving forward. Um, Obviously, most it's going to be starting over him. So in a game against the Bills, I wouldn't be expecting a lot this week coming. But again, you just got to temper your expectations. I... I've still got a lot of people I'd probably play over in this week. But, yeah, again, it's it's your expectations on what you think he's going to do moving forward. I don't think he's going to fall off a cliff, but I don't think he's going to be, you know, a top, you know, one buddy running back every single week. Yeah. Uh, Manjo, what do you think? Yeah, I think, um, look, A-Chan, it might be, unfortunately, A-Chan, a, pa- a flash in the pan, unfortunately. Um, look, I, I want to hate on him. He's a good dude. 
uh you know but hn flash in a pan it just all rhymes i feel like that's the way it looks like at the moment because you can't replicate a 50 point performance it's real interesting i just don't know how to read this dolphins backfield because you know most of it has had a consistent two weeks and then hn's also there as well but how many times did your team go score 70 points well it hasn't happened in a good 60 years before this so we have time for one more bit of a yep. mailbag before the doctor. Yeah, definitely. Give us one more before we bid Taylor farewell. Yeah, so Gabriel Hayho says, uh, is Christian Watson good enough to be a wide receiver too in fantasy? I believe so. I can't, I, can't, I can't see why not. Obviously, we don't have a sample size with Jordan Love, so that's obviously going to be hard. So it's all sort of projecting, but... I do believe he comes straight back into being the wide receiver one for that team. And he and he showcased his talents so, so much last year. And uh, I can't see why he wouldn't take a, a sophomore leap uh, this year. And again, if he just gets out there, I do think it's going to take a, a few weeks just to get acclimated with uh, Jordan Love. Obviously, Romeo Dobbs has had that extra time with Jordan Love. So I don't think he's just all of a sudden going to go away. So... I don't think their breakout for him is going to come in the first few weeks that he's back. But I do think over an entire season, I can't see why you wouldn't see him as a wide receiver too, at the very least. Like if he's if he's finishing anywhere like wide receiver 18 to 24, I almost feel like at this point you'd be seeing that as his bare minimum. What does worry me about him is that the Dobbs role might end up being a lot of what Watson's role was supposed to be just out of Watson having not been there and that familiarity from having been practice squadish and um, and sort of playing away from the, the starters with, uh, with love through most of last year and then that bleeding out into the field now. So that, that's my main concern is that if Dubs is established, he might stay that way and it might take um, Watson quite a while to, to whittle that away. I think he, he has the talent to get the love, as we said last episode, you know, top five QB right now. Yeah, I think there's a lot, a lot that's going the way that, hey, Christian Watson can come back. Obviously, need a bit of a sample side before definitively giving an answer personally. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that he can be a wide receiver too in fantasy. So finishing in that ten to twenty range, eleven to twenty range, yes. Um, in fantasy, I think I think it's possible for the rest of the season for him to do that, especially the way Jordan loves swinging that thing. It's great. He has oh. a historic touchdown rate right now, like, and it's unsustainable. So, yeah, things are going to come back to a bit of a median for him. And I like me and John said I was quite high on the Packers this year, and. Uh, I definitely, you know, saw a lot in Jordan Love. Um, that wasn't the only reasons I was high on Packers. I just thought in general their defense was probably a bit underrated. You look, the amount of first-round picks on that defense is absolutely unbelievable. So I did think they were getting a bit underrated as a team. And I think Jordan Love, I just sort of took a shot on it. I understood why people hadn't seen a big enough sample size and things like that. But I just sort of took my shot on him. I thought I'd what I'd seen and what I'd sort of heard and camp reports I was quite in on it's a, it's a ridiculous touchdown rate he's on right now and it's not going to be sustained it's you know the percentages like it's something like I don't know the exact percentages off the top of my head it's something like 
the average in, in the league is like a four or five percent touchdown rate, like on each pass, and he's at like twelve percent or something, twelve or thirteen. It kind of reminded me of Ryan Tannehill first went to the Titans, like he just was on yeah. some absolutely unsustainable pace, and it was always just going to drop back to the main. So don't expect Jordan Love to be throwing three touchdowns every single week because he's not really throwing the amount of yards to sustain that. Um, but yeah, well, the I'm really yeah. Yeah, the attempts in general. So I, I don't think that's going to keep happening, but I do like him and I think the team's going to be quite good. Um, but yeah, like Matty said, there is at least the chance that Romeo Dobbs is going to be the one for a little while, even mm. when Watson first comes back. So there is a little bit of reason for concern for Watson, but I just think he's so talented. So um, I'd, I'd be holding him on my bench for sure, put it that way. None of us really thought this offense was going to be extraordinary either. We have Christian Watson as the only ranked Packers receiver, and we had him across the board at about wide receiver 30, which was in the same range as Tyler Lockett, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, Christian Kirk. So, I mean, none of us thought he was going to be amazing, and almost all of those guys are the second wide receiver on their team. So, um, you know, I think he may outproduce that, but but none of us were thinking he was going to set the world on fire. Um, look, we, we'll... Get the doctor in and just a gif. Tay, I understand that you can't stand the fucking doctor, so I'm going to get you out of here before he diagnoses you with, I don't know, whatever it is he's going to diagnose with you with that you're terrified of. Fades. Fades. (laughs) Yeah, it was a bad case of the fades. The fades, He's gonna, yeah, he's gonna give him a diagnosis for the ages. Mate, uh, we'll bid you a farewell while we bring in the doctor and put on the doctor's theme song. Yeah, hooroo, guys. In today's busy world, it's hard to have it all. Who has time to do all the analysis and decision-making for your fantasy team? Probably not you, but we can help. Whether it's positively diagnosing players with fantasy leprosy or helping you find the players who are on the verge of being fantasy legendary, there's only one name in all of fantasy you can really trust. Make an appointment with Dr. Good Call. Dr. Good Call, welcome in, mate. It is good to see you again after a, an interesting week. Uh, mate, the prescription pad got a real burning this week. Yeah, look, uh, burning like people's urine when they come to see me, Maddie. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't the greatest week. Uh, I believe I had one hit and three misses, so... Not the best, not the uh, great advice I wanted to give to people this week. Uh, obviously, I had a bit of a historic week the week before, so uh, back back down to uh, back down to earth this week. But hopefully, coming into week four, I've got some prescriptions for people that are going to win them some. Uh, some I hope so because I think this is the thing you always hear about with science is uh, for everything we do know, there's so many things we don't know, and I think you know this is probably is really no different. Uh, you're not exactly trying to give people you know, rock solid information that they would already know. You're trying to sit on the edge a bit and give them something that's a bit outside of the box. So you're, you're playing really on the edge of the science. So, you know, sometimes it'll hit and sometimes it won't. And, mate, um, where do you want to start in your recap this week? Because, um, mate, it was, a, it was a pretty motley bunch of guys you put in front of us and you put really strong cases for them all. Who do you want to champion first? Yeah, look, we'll go to the quarterback position. This was my hit. Um and, like, speaking of hit, like, Big Cock Brock probably unraveled that thing and hit someone in the 10th uh, row. So, uh, going up against the Giants, who was 16th against quarterback, uh, taking Big Cock Brock was actually quite the, quite a good pick. Um, 
He had yeah. a bit of a tough outing the week earlier where he finally didn't have 202. Uh, so I believed he was going to have a bounce back week. Uh, he basically had, he had two and 300. Uh, sorry, 302 this week. So, uh, yeah, I was pretty happy with the call. I uh, got you just a bit over 200 in the standard, uh, sorry, just over 20 points in the standard league. So, yeah, it was something I was I was I was pretty happy with that call. Um, I just think in general, um, coming up against a team that doesn't have a great defense and that Niners team, even without Ayuk, uh, just has too many weapons for him, and it, it obviously manifested in a pretty decent game for Big Cock. Like me, man, Jot was all about this call, mate. You were just so <laughs> thrilled that the doctor was back in the Niners. Yeah, I loved it. You know, BCB had the great game against the Giants. So, man, I mean. It was really rare to see a big cock Brock just do what he was doing. You know, that yep. whole game, he was just slinging that shit around. It was it was crazy. I was really, really excited, really excited seeing it, really happy to see it. You know, when Brock Purdy does that, especially about his best wide receiver or second best, depending on who you ask. Yeah, without, you know, Ayuk being there, it was incredible what he was doing. So, look, quarterback six in the week. Really happy with that. I was really happy with Brock Purdy being up there. Yeah, we got that one Jeremy Foster. Yeah. yeah, the fucking eggplants yeah. everywhere. It was amazing. It was just penis peels and eggplants. It was great. Uh, <laughs> from here, it's, uh, it takes a bit of a sharp turn, mate. I'll, I'll let you lead yes. the way. Uh, I didn't pick a running back last week, did I? Yeah, no, I definitely did. Uh, no, I'm not Kelly sure you did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot that I, uh, I I actually picked someone from each position. Uh, Josh Kelly up against the Vikings. I took my shot. Uh, I, I got it right that, uh, about Eckler not playing, uh, but it was just one of those games. He, just, he, he didn't get a huge amount of work because they obviously – it's like chicken or the egg. Did they realize he was going shit and they just started passing because of it? Or did they have a game plan where they just wanted to pass on this Vikings, you know, tertiary the entire game? But even with the opportunities that he got, 11 for 12, my God, it was just so, so bad. It was just one of those ones where you take a look at the call and you just throw it in the bin. He was, what, 11 for 12 and one catch. So, yeah, he just didn't help your fantasy team at all. It was just a terrible outing. And honestly, he's probably a drop candidate. It's one of those ones where... Uh, if you want to hold him on your bench while Eckler's uh, I'm probably still going to be out, I'm, I'm fine with it. But if you're not playing in this week, I think there's better options out there. So that's one of those ones where you saw it. You, you, you can't see really much of a path forward after what you just saw because that Vikings rush D isn't great either. So it's not like he had a tough matchup. To go 11 for 12, yeah, it just it wasn't great. And I think they're going to know that moving forward. And I think it's just going to be passing, passing, passing for the Chargers the next few weeks. 50 touchdowns for... Uh, Justin Herbert, Philly Panthers, Sherbert. Well, that. No Probably worries. too low. Probably too low. Um, so tough outing there for for um, Josh Kelly, but mate, it's not all glum because the rest of the way he had some pretty bold calls. Wide receiver. Yeah, and this is a one that'll go down as a loss purely because of the line that was set. Yeah. But it wasn't a bad call. Like for see, to see Jordan Addison once again quite involved. And uh, again, his snap counts just keep going up every single week. And this Vikings team just slings the absolute shit out of that thing. And and he's just a part of it. And I was a five for 60-odd, you know, over 11 points in PPR. I don't think anyone's going to be too displeased if they played him. Um, he would obviously be a bit of a flex play, as this, this segment generally is for these guys. So, yeah, I just think he's just going from strength to strength in this offense. And he's just going to take over that old Adam Thielen role more and more as the year goes on. 
he has had double digit points in every outing. And I just, I've started him every league I've got him every week. I'm just blown yeah. it all. Um, and I think to get marked a loss for 11.2, just because you set the line at 12.5, I think probably just unfair because it shows the analysis was right. And just, you know, the arbitrary number you pull out of the sky was what's wrong. So it, it was tough to put across mm. on that. And the social media is going to bear us across it. But uh, I don't think it was across the way the next one was. <laughs> oh, yeah, it took a shot on uh, grossy grossness at, uh, t- at loose end. And uh, it was just one of those t- um, things where you look at the stats and you see 18 targets in two weeks and you follow the volume at tight end and the volume just shut itself. It just it was all of a sudden gone for, for one Zachary Ertz and – uh, the problem is if he's not getting volume, he's not the kind of guy that can bust out a huge play from a small amount of volume. He really, really needs it to be any kind of fantasy relevant. And the weird part was I expected them to be down in this game and needing to pass a lot, and they, they didn't need to. They were actually sort of boat racing what the, the Cowboys, which I don't think anyone expected. So it was a bit of a different sort of game script than I probably expected, but in general, they just sort of went away from him. They went elsewhere and and just didn't need all those sort of shit targets that he sort of gives them and plotting. So, yeah, it was just a tough outing. He was he fell way way short of what I was looking for from a tight end streamer. And look, after such a ridiculously good week two, um, yeah. I definitely came crashing down to earth again at tight end, and it's not something I'm not used to. Mate, tight end has always been a bugbear. The problem with tight end is you're either really right or really wrong, and there's Fuck all middle, so... Um, yeah, no margin of error. Sympathy, man. Though, your uh, fantasy fade this week, we were talking about a guy who was coming in to a role that he hadn't really had a lot of volume in. Uh, do you want to describe? Yeah, and it's another one of these ones where it, the, the, the analysis I did with the Titans' uh, rush defense was completely correct. He rushed for, what, 10 for 18, (laughs) 1.8 yards per carry. Like, he was horrendous on the ground. He got absolutely nothing going. But to have the two touchdowns, obviously, in the air, it it just completely, you know, helps his day. So, it's definitely going to go down as a loss. But, again, it's another one of these ones where if you look at the analysis I gave, it actually kind of it came true. And I I was pretty upfront where I didn't really know Jerome Ford's – passing chops so I didn't know exactly how much he was going to do in the passing game so that was a bit new for me to find out anyway um, yeah. I really just took a shot on the fact that this Titans team has just been shutting down every running back that's been in front of them and to be yeah. honest yeah. as a pure running back they did that so yes. it wasn't yeah. wrong in that way but for him to sort of you know to snag those two touchdowns it's definitely a, a wrong fantasy fade for this week but you know it's not one I'm going to be too worried about because I feel like there was a lot of right things I said as well a few touchdowns yeah. on two receptions. I mean, come on. Fucking come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit rough. <laughs> and 18 you know, yards on the ground. <laughs> and 18 yards on the ground. And those two receptions, 33 yards. So the guy has a 50-yard day. Okay. But, I mean, on 20 touches. So, it's yeah. I think it's just rough when that sort of thing happens. So we had the same thing last year with the debut on Pierce Bomb where everything was going right until the very last play as time was expiring. He catches the junk timeiest of junk time touchdowns to put him over the arbitrary market set for that game too. I think this this is a Damian Pierce if ever I saw one. And with, with the running backs I take as fantasy fades, I'm more looking at those yardage totals than anything because touchdowns are such a, a non-sticky stat. And and when I say that is they're so random. Like just because a guy is getting touchdowns this week doesn't mean they're going to get them next week and vice versa. It's just such a hard thing to predict. 
Whereas I'm really looking for matchups where I'm predicting low yardage totals because obviously yeah. I'm taking, you know, if I'm getting the low yardage totals, then I'm already half the way there to getting the pick right. So it's just unlucky that that week just happened to, you know, turn into two touchdowns. Um, and after you've nailed the hell out of Naji, and you've done a good job last week with, uh, sorry, in week two with uh, the two guys, one who was just a complete non-starter and the other who had to take an 83-yarder <laughs> to ruin your analysis all the way to the house. And aside from that, you did sweet fuck all. Um, I, I don't think we can mark you too harshly. Uh, a quick question I've got for you before we go into the next part, portion where you give us some new new threads, mate. Have you entered our uh, NFL jersey competition? <laughs> Oh, look, I, I can't do it to you guys. I can't do it to the other pa- patrons out there. Uh, my, my analysis <laughs> would be too right. And it, look, if I'm going five points, five points every single game, it's just too hard for everyone else. You know, no one yeah, else would be interested fair. in even going into it. So for the good of the people out there, Matty C, uh, okay. I decided to, to leave my hat out of the ring and uh, just sit there and bask in what I know would have been perfect results every single time. Okay, I just thought I should ask because uh, it came up that uh, I said, oh, you know, I should just get it. If I was in this, I want I should get a good call jersey, you know, Titans good call jersey with a zero on it. And it came up that uh, Taylor reckons is, is it zero because that's how many things good call gets wrong. <laughs> so I, I, I actually think the zero is uh, how many pass rushes they've defended uh, from sacking their quarterback. <laughs> that's probably about right. <laughs> Poor guy's been running for his life. Anyhow, I just thought I should ask. Uh, I'll give a quick update on how folks who've been entering it have been doing it. They've been uh, picking which team they think are going to win the Monday Night Football games. Uh, they're going to pick what they think the margin of victory is going to be and the player who's going to score the most fantasy points. It's not a quarterback. Plus, they have to DM this code word to our Instagram inbox. And the code word is Monty. You have to Monty. also add that. Just just with your entry, if you've been tipping along and you haven't entered the code word yet, you can do it now. Um, and we've just got the one game to go this week. So for folks who have been in it, this is a chance to to really ram home and win this jersey. Um, but, you know, if you haven't been in it, still feel free to enter and, and play along. Why not? Why not? Uh, Dr. Good Call, I would love to hear what your good calls are for week four. Can you believe that this week Ooh. will be practically a quarter way through the entire NFL season? Unbelievable. Absolutely insane. Wow. It just goes so quick. That what's, what's the old saying? Uh, time flies when you're having fun. Uh, well, yeah. I'm having a shitload of fun here, guys. Fucking oath. Me too. Mate, I'm ready. I'm ready for, for these calls when you are, and I'm starting. Already to take a good call right there. Already a good call. Already, right there, already straight out of the good calls. <laughs> uh, I'm going to start with quarterback, and I'm going to I'm going to leave a little bit of a caveat. So. Obviously, you guys do your starts a week later in the week, and um, the idea is if you pick a person in that uh, in any of the positions, you're basically taking the risk that if they don't play, you're just wearing a zero. We're not yeah. really trying to do that with uh, Dr. Goodcall. If I've, if I've put out someone who just all of a sudden doesn't play, I would like there to be someone else because we're trying to give analysis okay. out there to pe- for people to help. So I'm going to take Anthony Richardson. Uh, up against oh. the Rams. Uh, they are seventh against quarterback, but it really isn't about the matchup specific in this situation. I just think Anthony Richardson has been amazing. You've basically seen him for, what, a game and a half. He yeah. was already on 18 fantasy points in basically half a game, uh, then obviously went out with the concussion. He's looked phenomenal. And the best part about it, he's actually looked really good as a passer, which is not at all what anyone thought you would see out of him, especially early in his rookie career. Like, he, he's all, he's obviously an athletic specimen, so you're always a chance of getting rushing touchdowns and rushing yards. But the yeah, fact he's move. actually looked quite decent as a passer 
is is really a cheat code um, for what he can do. So I feel like he's a bit of a ceiling play that you could really, really bust out this week. Um, he's obviously still in the concussion protocol, so it seems like he's heading towards playing. Um, so I I have him as my starter, but I just thought I'd I'd, I'd put someone else out there just in case because if anyone's thinking about playing him and then all of a sudden he's out, obviously you're going to need a pivot. Uh, I'm going to take Geno Smith um, up against the Giants, who are 20th against quarterback in 2023. Uh, I obviously Geno's been a bit hot and cold to start this this season, but yeah, yeah. you've seen against the Giants that they really just don't have a phenomenal defense. Anything you were too worried about, and he's just got so many weapons. Like to have obviously Lockett. Um, Metcalf, and then even JSN, who hasn't been getting too many looks so far, but he's there, and he's a phenomenal rookie. And to have all that at his disposal, Kenneth Walker, uh, obviously, is moving the ball from them. Great. Even Zach Charbonnet is a rookie. Just this team, I think, is going to be able to move the ball easily on the Giants, and I just think it's one of those weeks where I think you're getting a positive regression for Geno. Um, so I think he's a very, very good start this week. So I'll say Anthony Richardson, but if he happens to stay in concussion protocol and doesn't play, uh, I'll pivot to Gino. Pivot to Gino. And, yeah. you know, still relatively available. So, you know, both these guys are fellas that you can they, – they may be around in your league, and it may not be that they aren't owned, um, but it may be that they're kind of easy to finagle or somebody. So, um, yeah. I think also good to have an alternative, you know, like – this is not like our starts of the week where Taylor and uh, then Manjot and I get really competitive about trying to kick Taylor's ass. Um, this is really about helping the people. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, exactly. very good to have you. The idea isn't here to, to try and cause me to like to go suck shit you lost. Like, the idea is to try and help the people yeah. out there. So, I just thought, yeah. like, we've obviously taken a shot on a guy like Richardson. I just thought I'd have that caveat just in case he doesn't play. So, um, yeah, just I, I really 100%. think if he does get cleared, he has an opportunity to really have a great game in this one. Rams, PFF still have the last ranked secondary, even though they have yeah. definitely been better than that so far this year. Um, I still think some of those rankings still matter. So, I think yeah. there's a huge opportunity for him to have a good game here. And I mean, yeah. that's the difference between this show and tomorrow's show where we are really just trying to gear it to fuck Taylor up. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Look, I understand yeah. that because he's been kicking your ass for a while. So, screw that guy. Uh, running back? You got a running back for us? I do. And this name, will, will, when I say it comes out of my mouth, you'll probably think, oh, look, he sounds almost a little too obvious. But really, if you look at his stats so far this year, they haven't. And his team's been just dog shit. And I just wanted to say that I think better uh, times are coming for Javante Williams. Yeah, uh, I, I think it fits. De- 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 defending, no, sorry, depending on where, uh, obviously, um, scoring system you're in, he's around riding back 32 to 35, 36 so far on the season, and he yeah. really just hasn't got himself going. I believe better days are ahead. You can already see he's he's really taking that uh, backfield on away from Samaj P. Ryan, and that's probably happening a little bit earlier than I probably would have projected. Um, last week you saw, I think it was about 11 for 42 with a couple of catches, uh, but the fact was they were down so so early and so quick and by so many points, it really just became a pass fest after that and you didn't really get to see a lot of him on the ground. So I think in this matchup against the Bears, who are second last against running back in 2023, uh, I just think there's an awesome opportunity for Javante if he gets that full workload again he's only going to get better and better and go from strength to strength as the year goes on and i think this is going to be for javante drafters this is finally going to be that sort of breakout game for him 
Yeah, it does kind of sound like the moment is coming for Javante. And, uh, you know, I think it fits. He's been started in 60% of leagues, but I don't think it's because people feel good about it. I think it's because they kind of feel like they've sort of got to because of where they've spent their draft pick on him. So this is the moment where you say, have confidence, right? Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, like the name value, I think, would keep people sort of leaving him in lineups. And there might be some dormant lineups that just drafted him and left him there and haven't been making a lot of moves and things like that. Whereas I think that percentages are probably going down each week because you're not seeing a lot of production out of him. But I'm saying that this is definitely the matchup to fire him up without really worrying about it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, well, you. he's one of Manjot's boys. Yeah, my boy, my boy, Javante, of course. <laughs> Whenever I hear his name... I have a Dr. Google, like, you know, raises his name. Let me tell you something. I'm always real happy. So, Dr. Google, you have my vote. We got Javante in there. Uh, got a wide receiver. I love wide receivers. Hit me with a wide receiver. Oh, Timmy, mate, oh, oh, hooked on a feeling. Dun, 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 dun. I'm going to take Adam Thielen here. Um, he's someone that yes, I just sir. think he's so underrated to start the season. And, He's been phenomenal, and I think, obviously, he. what I'm really happy with is he's got, obviously, two quarterbacks that have the ability to start this week. We're not 100% sure who's starting, but he's had good games of both. Uh, I think Andy Dalton probably portrays someone I would probably prefer for him. Just, I think, yeah. obviously, being a veteran, uh, you know, Bryce Young, just still being young, being a rookie, um, I, I think I'd rather Dalton, but honestly, either way, I'm still pretty happy with taking Thielen here against the Vikings. So with second last, right, third last against wide receiver in 2023. And, you know, talked about the tertiary a million times. I just don't think this <laughs> Vikings team can really stop anyone. And Thielen's just taking all the targets. What was a, I was over, it was 140 odd yards, a touchdown. I think it was about 11 or 12 receptions. He, he, he was just on fire in that game against Seattle. And even the week before, he had 20-odd fantasy points. He's he's killing it. Um, there's no other way to say it. I know I know he's got old saggy balls, but look, he's getting thrown balls and he's yeah, catching no, them all. So, yeah. I, I'm, honestly, at this point, I think his age probably is helping him in a way that um, he's just so trusted in his offense. And I even saw Mingo, uh, you know, he's questionable coming into this game. Uh, and obviously, it's basically just DJ Chark and him. So I think you know, there's a huge opportunity for him. Vikings are going to be scoring points, so I can't imagine this isn't going to be a good game script for Thielen. So firing up Adam Thielen, and I'm hooked on him. Yes, sir. Hey, hooked we, on the we had it from Manjot too. This is a guy who's in the top ten of wide receiver at the moment, but he's not getting started like he is. So no, I, I kind of like the double down. I really like that. Yeah, I picked him up in a bunch of leagues recently. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hooked, on, hooked on the feeling. Yeah. Manjot's taking the penis bills. Look at that. There's eggplants happening spent, over there. I think I spent $2 on him uh, in a league, and I think someone else put a $9 bid in, but they'd obviously done another waiver wire pickup, and then they weren't allowed to pick up Thielen because their roster was too big. So I all of a sudden ah. got him for two, even though someone else put him in for nine. Damn. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. It's like shit I said. And Adam Thielen, only 65 years old, but playing like a 62-year-old. He's terrific. Mm. Uh, oh, saving those years off. Do, do I ask about a tight end? Look, I've got someone I do have a bit of interest in this week. Uh, and there's been a lot of interest for me from some of these rookie tight ends. They're, obviously, we've seen Laporta um, sort of break out already to be tight end too. Um, you've definitely mm. seen flashes from Dalton Kincaid. 
But I'm going to take on Luke Musgrave um, up against the Lions, who are last against tight ends so far in 2023. Um, Obviously, Jordan Love has been great. Um, He's got basically a historic touchdown rate at the moment. So, obviously, that's going to come down to a mean eventually. But, look, I just think Musgrave is trusted. Uh, I think he looks really, really athletic. I think for the tight end position, he can definitely break out a, a big play. And in the red zone, I think he's always an opportunity to get a target. And against this Lions team, they don't defend the tight end at all. Um, like I've mentioned so far this year, they've been the worst at defending it. Um, and that even that even included not even having to play against Travis Kelsey. They played against backups in the tight end position in week one. So uh, they aren't doing great work at all in that sort of intermediate routes there. And I think Luke Musgrave can eat in this game. So I'm taking him straight up on Thursday Night Football. Mate, uh, isn't it funny to think that Detroit are the team who are just complete ass against tight ends now? Uh, and, <laughs> and and that they've got a tight end who's actually the really great themselves. It's like, oh, yep. so they've got this tight end that tears them up at training. They've just got no answer for it on Sunday either. <laughs> <It's pretty good. laughs> he must dominate them in, in training. <laughs> Fucking them up. Yeah. Still the Raiders in my opinion, but yeah. Look, How do you feel about the Musgrave though, man, Jot? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure here because every time I see Jordan Love through to Luke Musgrave, it's always overthrown or Musgrave falls down <laughs> or something happens. Like one of those two, you know, things happen every time. And I swear it it's tough. I, I think the Love to Musgrave connection has been, you know, that good um, so far. But who knows against the worst tight end defense it could happen. It's one of those ones, you're right, me and Joe, that I do believe it's potential-based more than so far what the stats have actually said. I think there is potential for those two to work better together. And I think you're right. Like, I think it actually has been more of a love problem than anything. Like, I think he's going to eventually work this out. And I don't see there's any better opportunity than coming up as the worst tight end defense. So, again, tight end, you're just looking for any sort of reason to sort of pick someone. And I just think that this could actually turn around for these guys. But I completely understand what you're saying. I'll be honest. uh, I've heard you talk about the Raiders being terrible against it. Almost took uh, our boy Gerald Everett against them. Uh, He definitely was a close second. And then Donald Parham, a close second and a half. Exactly. I think that's that's the only issue is that uh, Everett gets filtered at the whole line every single time by Parham. And then, yeah, Parham's getting three touchdowns on the year in as many games. (laughs) Hey, um, you know, Musgrave started in 7% of leagues. So it's uh, (laughs) a... Get your balls out. There's Take balls of steel shot. there, Doctor. Putting those so not as saggy as Thielen's balls, but uh I'm not even gonna give away my age here, boys. So uh just no, general age balls. Balls of age, right there. <laughs> balls of certain age. The doctor who is not wearing anything under his lab coat, he's happy to get the balls out. Uh, I'm really impressed with the 7% owned guy as the call. All right, we need to get some lines off you on these guys before you give us the big fade. Yeah. All right. If Anthony Richardson's going, what's the line? Yeah, I think because I do believe he's a bit of a ceiling play. Uh, I'm going to go it as, let's call it 17 and a half. 17.5. I'd start to write 20. I was trying to go you into it, but uh, you can't see what I'm writing. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That would have worked on Taylor, but it doesn't work on the doctor. <laughs> Uh, 17.5 and then okay so now in the world where he doesn't go and we're going to slide Gino in there I mean Gino's against the Giants on the east coast it's a tough road trip and it's uh, in 
in conference, but what do you think the the line should be for Gino there, considering he's kind of been up and I then think- down and then up and then down, and now this should be an up week. He has been up and down, but I'd probably put him at 18.5. Just I'll, I'll add one just because I think he's probably a bit more solid than if, obviously Anthony Richardson being a rookie. Um, so, and he could, uh, there's obviously that chance to be up or down, like, you know, pretty much any range of outcome. Whereas I think mm. Gino's a bit more solid. So I'll give Gino 18.5. Okay, Manjok, are you going overs or unders on any of these? Uh, I'm going to go over on Richardson and just under on Gino, I think. Um, although I'm happy to be proven wrong on the Gino one, I think I'm just going to hit the under. I just think something in me is going to say he's just going to get like 18, but not 18 and a half. So, yeah, look, it, it's a tough one. Probably a bad call by me, but I'm just going to say under by Gino, over by Anthony Richardson if he's playing. In a week where the Seahawks scored 37 points last week, Gino only put up 16, which pisses me off because they had him in the start of the week. I'm going to take the over, Doctor. You've got me. I, I've i just thought about it too, right? And I, I'm not going to change the lines. The only thought process I might have of at least sort of changing it up and maybe making them the same, if not adding it to Richardson, is the scoring format we go off. Because uh, obviously we're going four-point passing touchdowns, yeah. six-point yeah. rushing touchdowns. It might actually predicate to Richardson being probably the same, if not better, in terms of the over-under. I'll stick with it because um, I'm obviously, you know, I'm pretty high on both of them anyway. But I just thought I'd predicate it on that. Like, I'm not surprised mm. that going higher on Richardson sort of makes sense based off those lines. Yeah, that's 100% where I went to. And I, uh, why I started writing 20 out is I'm like, well, if he gets a rushing touchdown, that's six of it already. <laughs> so I was thinking you know what? Those you know what? On live, I'm changing it. I'm changing him to 19.5. Oh! Yeah, I'm, not, yeah, I'm smashing that over on Javante, man. He's still going the over? Oh, that, that's on Anthony yeah, Richardson. No, 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 not Javante. Sorry, I'm talking about Anthony Richardson still. Oh, okay. No, we yep. change it. I'm still, I'm still hitting the over for Anthony Richardson. Yep. I think, well, you got 18 in like fucking two quarters before you got a concussion. <laughs> like, fuck me. That's that's good enough for an over for me. I, I think no matter what the matchup is, he's like a rookie Jared Hurts, but he's going to be playing it out over a whole season instead of like a quarter of a season. Yeah, I see. I think that's where you've... That line is so much better because now I'm tortured. I'm going to stay yeah, on the over, thought. but I'm tortured. I thought it was almost too easy, the 17.5. So I thought I'd, and like because of the scoring format, I thought I might put him in front of Gino. So yeah. let's go yeah, 19.5. Really go yeah. after it. I don't know how you can set a line for Javante Williams because Denver have been a basket of questions and turds. So good luck. Yeah, I sure have. Uh, against. I get this bears. I'm 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 happy again. Like I, I don't think anyone could accuse me of sort of setting low lines. I've sort of wanted to test myself out. Uh, I will go. Addison with, was a good example. Yeah, I will go with twelve point five for Javante. Sure. This is very similar to the uh, the Jamal yeah, Williams I'm line. It. I'm smashing it. I'm getting that over. I think he's going to get at least thirteen. It's all good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, hit that over. Man, just taking the other. I'm going to take the under. I just think it's going to be a bit spread out still. I just there's just too many heads in there. Mm. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the under. Sorry, sorry, doctor. Twelve point five. Do we have over. any sort of scoreboard between you two guys on the over unders? 
I haven't produced one yet. I've kept record of it all. So, so we should get that up. We should get that up and see how the doctor's kicking our asses. <laughs> I'm sort of keeping you guys a little bit accountable on it than, than just me. Yeah, 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 that's true. Okay, I'll, I'll I'll pull some of that up. I don't have it in, uh, all reconciled in front of me, but I will do that. That'll be something that's that fine. we can add. Absolutely, Doctor will be undefeated uh, in many a man job, won't be. Hooked on a feeling. <laughs> How do you set a line for this guy? Yeah, it's an interesting one. The Obviously revenge game, by the way. Yeah, it is the revenge game. I'll die. Yeah. That was sort of part of uh, what I was thinking before. I just didn't bring it up. It. Uh, I'm going to set the same line. I'll go 12.5. I think it's a good line. Man, Judd, I'm taking the over. What are you doing? I'm taking the over too. Yep. I just okay. think, you know, good matchup for Phelan. I think he's got he's got that track record recently. I'm very excited for Phelan, you know. I, I did talk about the preseason as a steel pick. Um, and obviously, if people listen to me, like I listen to myself, you, you would have got feeling for a good. I'm my own harshest critic. Yeah, I'm also for constantly praising the point I have this year. Yes. Yeah, Maddie hates on you for that too. Yeah, garbage. Of course, he hates on me. Him and Ian hated me for everything. Yeah, total garbage. And and Manjo, you didn't rank Thielen in your top fifty, but. You sort of said that he was probably the guy who had the highest ceiling. It was just kind of hard to rank his floor. hundred percent, he's just been the greatest value in that. Um, what do we call it? The Thielen Mingo Shark. Yeah. The three-headed creature monster. that was going to do all the ball yeah. catching there. Turns it's out he was clearing away the best. Yeah, it's a hooked on a feeling <laughs> moment. So trusted. Uh, tight end, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, these lines are always interesting. It's like... A mix of wanting to back myself, but also a mix of like not just giving you guys some easy line where you can just go under every single week. Uh, <laughs> I have to uh, sort of lowering a little bit, but I'm going to yeah. go seven. I'll go seven point five for Musgrove. Point five, okay, seven point five. Manjot, I feel like I know what you're going to do here. <laughs> How low usually, do I go? <laughs> yeah, look, usually after I have to say under because it's tight end. Uh, your rule, your hard and set rule. I'm yes, going I'm over. Mm. Uh, I, think, I think this week I can make a slight exception. I'm going to say he's going to get 8.6 points. Just so. Oh, we both just, just, just. We are such suckers. What a huge moment. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but something tells me that Musgrave on a short week, you know, tight ends playing against Detroit. They in, love it. On, they on run Thursday free. night. Yeah, on Thursday night football. Yeah, it's the early game. Yeah, I'm I'm totally up for it. I, I think I think Fuck. Musgrave Musgrave's got something. Yeah. Fuck, I can't believe he hoodwinked both of us. Jeez, Doctor, do you have time to give us both uh, just you know head injury assessments before we leave? Because clearly something's gone wrong here. I yeah. feel good. I feel I feel like I've done my job by finally getting uh, you guys okay. to jump on and over. So let's hope we all win on this one. Are you ready okay. for the fade yeah. player? Well, I'm ready uh, yeah. for the fade player. Give us that. I give wasn't us even sure if we did a player. Yeah, man, no, job's not ready. Man, I, I was not, not ready. Sh- I was not sure what, what the. I was not sure if he actually put a fade player out there or not. I thought I I missed not. something. Okay, good, good. All right, let's let's get it. All right, I'm not let's ready. Okay, oh, oh, oh. I couldn't oh, foreskin this anymore. But man, Jod, you are not going to like this. You oh, are going to. 
you're going to scream murder. You're probably just you just you're probably just going to leap off the zoom to be honest. So oh, fuck, it's a spoiler, Mark Jackson, to, isn't it? Trying to get you, yeah, I'm trying to get you pretty, uh, ready for it. So uh, my fantasy fade for this week. Is one Lamar Jackson <laughs> against the Browns? I'm walking off set. I'm walking off set. I'm He's done. Out. Bro. He actually left. I'm, done. I'm walking off set. I'm off it set. Doesn't now. Matter, Sorry, it I'm doesn't done. matter what I put the line at. Um, Angel Slim. We don't really do a line anyway for fantasy fade, but no, he just um, disagrees. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look, honestly, I'll, I'll talk to you here, Matty C, because there's no point talking to Manjot. He's uh, gone. Honestly, against the Browns, uh, they're second against QB, and they're just destroying offenses <laughs> like like they just nothing this year. Um, every team is coming up against them. Obviously, Miles Garrett's just pushing his way past those goobers that are trying to stop him, and that's not just Tennessee. <laughs> like he's doing it against everyone. Um, Cleveland are defending basically every position perfectly, and to be honest, this Ravens offense just hasn't really clicked. Um, obviously, it's a Tom Munkin that's come in. It, it just hasn't really worked for him so far. They've been very, very clunky. Uh, and I just don't think this defense is going to let Lamar run all over him. And I just don't think it's going to be one of these special, you know, passing performances by Lamar either. Um, you're actually seeing a lot of his uh, weapons of the passing game go down. OBJ's not healthy. Uh, Rashad Bateman hurt himself again. Uh, it's basically just Zay Flowers. And I'm not certain that Mark Andrews is even healthy. I know he's played last week. But he doesn't look a hundred percent, and he and he didn't have a great game last week either. So if you're not getting a fully healthy Mark Andrews, you're relying completely on a rookie, uh, and even the even the running games friggin' um, down the shit. Like he, yeah. Gus Edwards uh, got concussed. Um, Justice Hill has a toe injury. You're basically relying on the ghost of Melvin Gordon, Melvin Gordon. Uh, to get you there, and Kenyon Drake. Like it is. I forgot he was still there. I forgot he was in the cupboard. Bloody hell. Yeah. And then Drake. And, yeah. and if that's yeah. who you're relying on, I know a lot of people might say, well, that means Lamar's going to have to do more. I just don't think against this Cleveland defense that it's viable. Uh, I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game um, in general. So I, I just think there's a huge chance that this is a, a not-so-great game for Lamar Jackson. Fuck. And, you know, I had this decision in a dynasty league uh, where I've got Lamar Jackson and Tua. To where it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's I, a yeah. great, that's a that's a great great call to go. You should almost like uh, water bet Manjot on that and say two is going to be better than Lamar. Although he likes to it too, so it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah, but, no, no. Um, I would take I would take it to I would take it to this week. Who has got not a great match three weeks ago? Bills, that would have been a madness thing to say. Yeah, really, that would have been mad. It's, it's <laughs> not a great matchup for him against bad. the Bills either. But no. I, I think this Browns. Like defense is fully legit. Like I think this yeah. Browns team is going to just make a lot of offenses look horrendous all year. Um, I know the Bengals haven't been great all year either, so not the best case study. But they they scored three points and Burrow had like eighty yards or something in passing. Like yeah. that, they, they are just really no, really no. rampant right now. And I I see it continuing because, like I said, all the injuries on this Ravens team. Um, he's he's lacking all these weapons that were brought in to try and help him, and I just don't know if he's going to be able to do it himself. And honestly, when he tries to do it himself, that's when some interceptions happen, which obviously yeah. is going to kill his score it's as well. So, yep. So I'm a bit worried, and I wanted to take a shot on someone like this. Like, obviously, I've done a lot of running backs, taken a couple of wide receivers, but I thought I'd go after a high-profile quarterback this week. Ball call. 
Oh, cool. Man, Joe and I were talking about the 6,000-yard season earlier today when we were starting to talk about <laughs> players. Uh, and, and, and we just kind of, you know, we just kind of realised how far away that is from coming to fruition now, the 6,000-yard season. Is it just me or the Ravens? You know, pull one like, out. Pull one out. They are never healthy. Like, this rate, I don't know what it is, like, what they're training on. Are they just training on barbed wire? Like, I just don't know what they are doing. Like, it's like they're part of the Saw movies. Like, and they're just in traps. Like, every week, there's just, like, three or four of them just all of a sudden under an injury cloud. Like, Mark Andrews, I felt like a, a month or so out of the season was fine. Then all of a sudden, like, two weeks out, it's like, no, he's not playing. Like, and you're like, I don't understand where this comes from. And no one on the running back core can stay healthy. You've already seen J.K. Dobbins out for the season and everyone backing him up's going down. And, and he's basically got only Zay Flowers left. Like, it's I don't know well, what this team has done, or what what ladder they've walked that under. That guy's a rookie, so he just Black hasn't been there long enough to get bullshit. hurt. It's just, it, <laughs> yeah. it is never ending for this team, and it, it never helps Lamar out because every time you think he's got like a good receiving core, they just all go down. And so, again, this isn't me trying to take down Lamar Jackson himself. I just think the situation this week is just really, really bad for him. I'm not saying this isn't, he's not a good quarterback moving forward or he's not going to have a great season overall. I just think this week specifically is a really, really tough matchup for him, especially yeah. with what's going on with his team. They could use a Hollywood Brown or someone like that, couldn't they? Mm. <laughs> so. Hollywood. Yeah, they, they really could. They could use someone like that. Honestly, mm. how yeah. do you ever get a guy like that in the building? Though? No, no. Stop it's it, Matty. Stop either. it. <laughs> uh, just having a quick look down. So we've got our lines on Anthony Richardson's nineteen point five. Uh, both Manjot and I going hard on the uh, the over on that one, Doctor. Should he not go, Gino is going to be up instead with a line of 18.5. Matty C believes Manjot's out at that point, which is probably fair enough. Javante Williams is a running back of choice, a 12.5 line against Chicago. Uh, Manjot's in, Matty C not so in. Uh, Adam Thielen hooked on a Thielen in his revenge game against Minnesota and the tertiary secondary, 12.5 is a line. You got us both. We're both in on that one. Hooked on a feeling. I so, can't believe we're talking about Luke Musgrave on a fantasy <laughs> podcast, but we are. And he's got a line of seven and a half. I'm, God, I, I can't believe you got us in. We're both in on the tight end. Um, yep. Angel and Maddie both in at 7.5. I've done my job. Fantasy fade. I've done my job. Doesn't matter what happens from here on out. I got you guys in on tight end on the same week. I've done on it. On the same week. Yeah. It's, it's a miracle. It's a, it's a Christmas miracle in October. Uh, this will be October by the time this publishes. And uh, and then the fantasy fade is as big as it gets. It's it's Lamar fucking Jackson, MVP Lamar Jackson, who's, um yeah, he's he's up against this legendary Don't remind he's, He already hates me enough. Yeah. Yeah, mm. this is the way to send Manjot to sleep, honestly, is to talk about <laughs> Lamar Jackson getting put to sleep by Cleveland. Yeah, I'm and about to like, head to You sleep. guys are fucked. <laughs> I hate you guys. Thank you guys. We're going to let Manjo get to sleep. Doctor, thank you for um, putting up with our garbage and for not submitting us to drug tests and head injury assessments for taking the over on your tight ends. I'm, I, I do kind of feel like you've hoodwinked me a bit. I feel like I really should just go back and change it to, to not being in, but I'm, I've, I'm riding with it, mate. I'm riding with you. No, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy with the picks. Um, you know, obviously you only get one of the lines last week. wasn't really great and wasn't stoked with – the performance there, so hopefully I can get some more and, and and help some people out there who are making start decisions on these guys and or are doing sort of their waiver 
claims later in the week and and some of these guys might be out there so yeah i really really hope these got these guys hit for people out there and and everyone wins their leagues fingers crossed that is the doctor and you can catch him here every week he's on the saturday show you can catch manjot everywhere he's at pastry press nfl on instagram he runs everything through there through get a gridiron and through us in fact talking of get a gridiron part of the australian gridiron network we're a part of it too. You'll find all their shows anywhere you get podcasts, but also through here, the Aussie NFL Fantasy Feed. We publish all their shows here too. Please make sure you support our buddy Dynasty Market, No Huddle Dynasty as well. Um, he is a fantastic part of the Gridiron Network too, all about the Dynasty football. Doctor, thank you so much. Good luck this week. We'll catch up with you next week, mate. Absolutely. Penis, penis pumps for all. Can't wait. Eggplants everywhere. Penis pumps instead <laughs> of penis pills. Great. Yeah, that'll do. That'll do. It's all about the cocks. Big cocks. Right. Got it. (laughs) Hooroo, mate. Hooroo. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. I've got a question here from, and it came through pretty late. Oh, yeah. Go for it. Go for it. At Philip Rivers Kid underscore 26. Both have sexy, smooth voices, but look, we'll never know. (laughs) Aussie? Man just back from doing the world's biggest shit. Yeah, he's done a Lamar (laughs) Jackson-style shit in the fourth Sorry, I had cough cramps. It's cough cramps. That's the celebration. If I got him, would have been three pumps and a 15-yard foul. NFL? They have done a great service to humanity. Okay, they made Deshaun Watson look like absolute ass. Fantasy. I think he's going to be ass on ass. And yep. uh, maybe a little bit of ass cream on the side to dip into. This is the Aussie NFL Fantasy Show. It went higher than Taylor's dick when he sees Chris Olave. And Olave got a catch like right at that moment as well. 